Ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. I guess we really are the last of us. Welcome to the Last of Us Day, everyone. Happy Last of Us Day. This is Respawn Name Fire, the Kickass Reverend Gaming Podcast, brought to you by Affable Idiots. And uh, if you didn't know, that was the official theme song for The Last of Us as debuted in today's HBO Max trailer, which will be the topic of our main quest, which we will dip into in a second. Actually, just kidding. That's just a regular quest. We'll dip into it in many minutes. Uh, hey, I'm one of your hosts that has returned from the grave dead. Grave dead? I'm Chad Michael. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm back this week. And we also have with us here Adam Popsocket. Gumbert. How are you, Adam? Oh, baby. <laughs> Elvis, available now on HBO Max. You can go I watch it. I was actually it. going for Beavis or Butthead. Oh, baby. Oh, okay. I was probably closer to it. Okay. And the, the boys were walking it in my tool shed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with us here, our RAF regular returning once again, Alex. Mm, booty sweat. <laughs> Jesus. I was going to say, you know, the three of us, I feel like the three of us can make a pretty good uh, group cosplay of Doug Trio, the Pokemon. Oh, uh, okay. But after I'm that, I don't know what to say. Okay, we'll have to do, we'll have to be Powerpuff Girls then instead. Okay. I mean, I guess so. I guess, but wait a minute. The, the Powerpuff Girls, there's like red, blue, and green, right? But Chad, yes. you're yellow, so it doesn't work out. That's because I, <laughs> I'm the pot that the professor XP'd in on accident. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm the fourth Powerpuff Girl that That's gets locked in a cage that no one talks about. Jessica. My name's Jessica. <laughs> what is it? Bubbles, Ginger. No, is Ginger one of them? Who? What are the Powerpuff Girls' names? Spooky Spot. Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> We're all going frantically to Wikipedia. <laughs> Jessica Alba? Jessica Alba, as Invisible Girl, Spooky Spice, and... It's Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. 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 There you go. Blossom, Bubbles, Bubbles. I never realized they were all bees. Bees. Nope. So, so I can't be Jessica. I have to be Bessica. Or Brandy or something. Brandy. I'm Brandy and Monica. My, my name is Brandy and Monica. <laughs> Hey everyone, uh, you can catch us live right now and giggle with us in the chat if you'd like on twitch.tv slash idiots. We do this normally on Sunday evenings. However, uh, I was on vacation and wanted to be on the show with these jokesters, so we're doing it on a Monday right now. Um, and you can catch us on demand Tuesday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, podcast services, YouTube, etc., etc., Oh, we've got... Real quick. Yeah. Hold on. Before we get into the show proper, real quick. Did you mm -hmm. guys know that there was a Powerpuff Girls anime? Is that different than a cartoon? <laughs> it was produced in Japan, originally dubbed entirely in Japanese later on, mm. brought to North America, dubbed in English, and the whole shebang. It was called Powerpuff Girls Z. Now, I've known about this show for a little while because it tends to pop up on a lot of the, you know, Tumblr, Twitter accounts that I tend to follow. Do you guys want to take a guess at what the girls are called in this interpretation of the Powerpuff Girls universe. Jessica, Stephanie. <laughs> and Bebop. <laughs> there you go. Close. I have no idea. It's actually Powered Buttercup, Hyper Blossom, oh. and Rolling Bubbles. Oh, rolling okay. Bubbles. Rolling. Like rolling Thunder. Okay. Thunder. 
Uh, you remember that episode? Maybe it was an episode. It was something where there's like a bunch of grown men dressed up as Powerpuff Girls instead. Ring a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, mm. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, hey, everyone. Yeah, welcome. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We've got uh, Last of Us Day stuff that I've already said. We've got Splinter Cell screaming for not your dad. And we've got Mario coming to Ted Lasso. Those are separate things. But we're going to start today with our main quest. I am Iron Man. Do 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 do. Vote for me. That's a Simpsons joke. This comes from Matt Perslow at IGN. You all know him. You all love him. You love to hate him. You know to love him. He's Iron Man, Tony Stark, and EA Motive. The studio behind the upcoming Dead Space remake has announced that it is developing a game based on Iron Man. In a new tweet from Motive's Twitter account, the Montreal-based EA studio revealed that it is collaborating with Marvel Games on, quote, an all-new, hyphenated, single-player, hyphenated, action-adventure, also hyphenated, Iron Man game. Without the hyphenations, it's all-new single-player action-adventure Iron Man game. The project is said to still be in early development, and the tweet points out that the Iron Man project will be a single-player action-adventure game. Let me remind you, this is coming from EA. Traditionally not, like, until the last few years, into single-player things, but they realize, man, Marvel's got good money, and we like good money, and what if we make a good game for them? And everyone seems to be liking these single-player games. And it's coming. Um, we have here in the note, Alex, work your magic because you basically made the Amy Hennig game come true with Captain America and uh, the Black Panther. So um, we're going to start. Alex, what are you pumped yes. as hell for in this game? Are you excited? Do you trust them? Um, what do you want it to be? Et cetera, et cetera. How do you make a wish on your Ginny? <laughs> well, funny you bring up me being the person that makes everyone's wishes come true. Uh, as it would happen, uh, Motive is a Montreal-based EA studio, and I am a Montreal-based uh, Canadian gamer slash Twitch streamer. Oh. Uh, and I actually have visited their offices before. Uh, a few years ago, after I graduated from university, I participated in like a summer video game incubator program where basically I helped a bunch of like foreign exchange students make like fun little indie games uh, at my university. Uh, and halfway through, we actually went and visited EA Motive. Uh, I believe this probably would have been when they were in the middle of making the Star Wars dogfighting game, whose squadron. name eludes me. Rogue uh, squadron. squadron. There we go. Is Rogue uh, Squadron or just regular squadrons? Yeah. It's squadrons. I think it's just squadron. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't play Squadron, uh, so I can't like speak to that game's Very quality. Good. But all right, there we go. I mean, I think that we have all the evidence that we need to, you know, c confirm within our hearts that this is going to be a truly spectacular action game, or not. Who knows? But Adam, what I want from what you, you is, well, last time we were talking about a Marvel game. And Alex saw a rumor, and that he just basically named exactly what the video game was going to be about, with Amy Hennings, Captain America, and then Black I Panther see. hangs out and all that. So, go ahead and call it. What's this game about? Is it Little Boy in a Bottle? Or what are we... <laughs> little Boy what's in a line Bottle? Going to? Little what? Boy in a Bottle. It's actually Devil wow. in a Bottle. Excuse me. You know, we've been talking a lot about wishes. I think that Disney is so disgusted right now by the... Uh, not box office performance because it wasn't theatrically released, I guess, streaming performance of their new Pinocchio movie. I think that this Iron Man game is actually going to be a soft reboot of the Pinocchio franchise 
for Marvel. I think that <laughs> it's going to involve Iron Man going into a whale to see save a, a small little wooden boy. I mean, in the first Avengers movie, if you recall, there's a part in that movie where Iron Man is going towards one of those space whales, which they stole from Xenoblade Chronicles X. And he's like, hey, you ever heard that story about the dude that goes in the whale? So I feel like there's enough there's enough evidence to suggest that that could very well be the direction that they're going to go in. I mean, that's just, you know, my possible take on the matter, but we'll see. What, how, how, how pissed do you think Twitter would be if we found out that this was actually an Iron Heart game and Ariel from the Little Mermaid re remake is playing Iron Heart instead of Tony Stark and everyone's just like, not my Iron Man. And then QAnon wouldn't know what to do. QAnon, oh my God. Oh my God, QAnon. Whew. This is going to be dope. There have been several Iron Man attempts. Like, we've had, obviously, Marvel's Avengers. We had the VR Iron Man, which was, like, it was a cool shooting gallery, and it controlled well, and it was, it was, it was an interesting experience, to say the least. But, like, I think if they just take the Iron Man mechanics from Marvel's Avengers, which I generally liked, and put, like, yeah. a legitimately good story around it and make me care about that character, excuse me, in a way that I didn't really care about, about him in Marvel's Avengers, or most anyone in Marvel's Avengers. That's sorry, that's me being revisionist history. The single player campaign in that game is is excellent. Um, it's all right. Yeah, all I it's want okay. is Amy Hennig. All I want is Amy Hennig Iron Man game, which obviously she can't make every game, but every every game strives to be that. So that's what I want. I got an idea. Yeah, give Ooh, me anthem it. anthem gameplay because that felt like okay. Iron Man. Okay, but just no cooldowns, and then yeah, let motor ride story because. Squadron story is good. Uh, Dead Space remake is going to be good. I like I like Motive. They've done good stuff. So yeah, again, do a little boy demon in a bottle and then make it play like Anthem. I think it'll be all right, but we'll see. I don't know. This game will come out in four years. You remember Anthem? Yeah. I honestly completely forgot about that game. Like in my brain, I was trying to think of like, what, what pedigree does EA have? Maybe not EA Motive specifically, but EA in general, like, to make me feel comfortable with an Iron Game, Iron Man game, and I was like, mm, can't really think of anything. Although Dead Space, you, you're kind of in a, an Iron esque suit. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, there you go, it, fucking anthem. You know, Adam, you actually do bring up a good point. To actually get serious for just a quick little second with our predictions of what this game could be, the whole like demon in a bottle, like addiction aspect to Iron Man is not really something that we've seen explored a lot in recent video games or movies that have featured the titular character. And that could very well be an opportunity for them to like do something new with the character with this game and tell an original story that we just have not really kind of seen in the modern day. So Maybe we could very well see that. That'd be cool. Here's a here's another wild question. I, I think the answer is no. Is this going to be exclusive to any one console? No. You don't yeah. think so? They Marvel likes to make their money, and that means put it on everything. Well, does it? I mean, Ultimate Alliance Three was just on Switch. Yeah, strangely enough, and that was very upsetting. And then, you know, obviously they're Insomniac developed, but, you know, Wolverine, Spider-Man, they're only on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. I don't think Moto's ever made an exclusive game, though. I think that's the difference, is that it's yeah. EA. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, we will look forward to hearing much more about that in the coming hundred years. And um, we will, anything last, any last thoughts about Iron Man, the person, the man, the comic, the game? Thumbs up from this guy. Hot.
Awesome. Let's move on to playtime where we talked about what we played in the last week and me what I played in the last two weeks. Surprise, it's the same answer. Um, you'll never guess because it's not Destiny. We're going to start with, uh, let's go alphabetically. Starting with D comes for L, Adam. Go. I'm going to guess RD is Red Dead. L. Yeah, I've been playing Red Dead 2. Okay. So what I actually did, <clears throat> I got, I finally got an emulator working on my PC. And lo and behold, I have every video game since the Atari up until the N64 slash PS1. I don't know where how they got there, but they're on my PC now. <laughs> so I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to start playing Zelda 2 uh, on my day off on Wednesday. But in the meantime, over on All Misfit Rolls, we're taking a, like a two-week break from the main campaign. And then one of our people's like, how about I run a cowboy game? And I was like, you know what this man loves? Fucking cowboys <laughs> and fucking pirates. So yeah, I just started playing Red Dead just because I wanted something to do. Had to do a Cowboys because I'm going to be playing a Cowboy tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, that's really it. And again, I really just messed around with that emulator and downloaded, I don't know, 25 games that I own legally that are ROMs that I own. Not a big deal. Don't come after me. But uh, <laughs> I'm waiting to boot that up. But in the meantime, I just downloaded stuff and then played Red Dead. Partner. Partner. Alex, Partner. I don't see Red Dead on your list. No, I have not been playing Red Dead. Never played. Actually, that's not true. I never played a Red Dead Redemption game, but I did play for just a couple of hours Red Dead Revolver, which was like the weird was going to be published by Capcom game that led into the Red Dead Redemption series. Not that good, but interesting. What else did you play? What else did I play? A whole lot of stuff. Ooh, uh, I'm of interested course. in your death loop. Can we start with death loop? Yeah, sure. So Deathloop, the Golden Loop update is something that I'd been meaning to get around to the moment it was announced. I talked about it on last episode. It's something I was really heavily anticipating. Uh, and I got to say, while I enjoyed the new content that was offered in the Golden Loop update, I would say that most of the enjoyment that I got out of that little content update just came from booting up that game again and just sort of basking in the glory of how goddamn good that game is. Uh, that was my favorite game of 2021. And going back to it and, you know, getting my sea legs and getting back into the groove of it was just so incredibly satisfying. You can just cut the atmosphere in that game like a knife. It is just so incredibly enjoyable to just live and thrive in. Uh, and it's a little bit disappointing that, yeah, some of the new kind of golden loop content that was added to it, which includes like a new weapon, a new like either special ability slab, a new enemy type is not that substantial, but it still, again, gave me an opportunity to re-experience some of this stuff all over again and get some new trophies. Uh, it did also come with a new extended ending, um, but it didn't really do a whole lot for me. Um, here's the thing. It's been a year since the release of Deathloop, almost to the day. Um, you'd think that at this point, this would be, you know, it would be no better time than ever to have... Uh, what's the name of the studio behind the... Uh, this arcane. game arcane Ar arcane correct i get i always get a little bit uncertain when i'm about to say their name because i'm like wait a minute isn't that a tv show and it is a tv show <laughs> but it's also the name of a studio um 
was thinking, you know, this would be the, there would be no better time than now than for Arcane to like confirm, hey guys, uh, Deathloop sold a whole bunch in a munch. We are going to make Deathloop 2. And guess what? The way that we're going to announce this is via Deathloop's extended ending that we're putting out the year to the day of its release. And the extended ending doesn't really do that. It just kind of offers up some funny-ish sequences in which we kind of get to see what happened to some of the characters following the events of the game and not a whole lot else uh, to put it in terms that most of the world will probably understand i went into it hoping that i would get a marvel mid-credit scene and instead i got a marvel post-credit scene yeah. and i definitely was not particularly pleased <clears throat> especially considering i stayed up until five in the morning uh to beat the game properly to Whoa. get that extended ending because i refused to watch <clears throat> it on youtube even though in retrospect i probably should have uh but yeah other than that death loop excellent definitely go play it in spite of my slight frustration dope are you <clears throat> you played this on PlayStation, you mentioned trophies. Yes. What, what, what kind of new yes. trophies do we expect to see? Did you did you see it, with it's this? It's just it's just like uh, trophies for sort of checking out the new content, like get this new gun that you can kind of like ricochet off of different battery powered sources and use it to kill a visionary. Okay. You know, kill this one new enemy variety and then use their bombs to kill other enemies with it. Stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Sweet. What else did you play? Well, Chad. You probably know that I took care of a little game by the name of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Mm -hmm. uh, we obviously won't be talking about it in depth on this podcast because we will be devoting an entire other podcast to it. We'll say, going into it, I was a little bit concerned that I was cutting it a little bit short because I only started it on like the 19th or so. Uh, but I got that one done in four days. Definitely not as long as I was expecting it to take. And it was... Certainly very redacted, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, I also have been playing a fair bit more of Super Mario Odyssey. Last time that you and me, Chad, were on the podcast and we talked about Odyssey, I talked about how I was disappointed how long it was taking for me to reach the Metro Kingdom and how I wasn't liking how frequently I was getting moons in that game. I kind of missed the challenge that getting these stars presented in the prior 3D Mario games. Uh, I've beaten the game now. I thoroughly, explore, uh, thoroughly explored and enjoyed uh, New Donk City when I got to it and enjoyed a lot of the stuff towards the end of the game as well. And I'm having a pretty good time with it, in part because now that I'm in the end game, while I am still receiving moons at a pretty good clip, those moons are a little bit more on the tougher side to find, which is definitely satisfying my desire for more of a challenge that I had while I was playing the playing through the kind of golden path of the game earlier on. I still think I prefer the kind of more, how should I say, like filtered collect-a-thon of the prior 3D Mario games, but I am definitely having fun with it. I'm hoping that I can get to all 880 moons before I get exhausted. Were you... Uh, so uh, there's that. Did you... Were you surprised by the post-game world that unlocks, or did that get spoiled for you sometime in the last few years? It, unfortunately... I actually... I actually have not yet unlocked some of the, uh, I've not unlocked all of the post-game worlds just yet, but all of the post-game worlds for me have already been spoiled to me over oh, the past okay. five years. Okay. Um, but it's okay. It happens. I mean, it's my fault for not jumping into this game sooner. So, uh, outside of my Mario Odyssey, uh, I also, uh, have been playing a fair bit of Splatoon 3. This past weekend was, uh, the Splatfest and I chose Team Gear and lo and behold, Splat. Team Gear just 
took home the crown. Uh, so sad, too bad for Team Grub. Uh, but I actually didn't even participate in a single Splatfest battle because I was just so <laughs> busy doing other stuff. Uh, I have been playing a lot of Salmon Run, though, uh, which has been a lot of fun. I've had a kind of squad to uh, play that through with, and that's real good. If either of you guys ever want to play some Splatoon 3s with me, by all means, let me know, because I definitely want to continue to kind of play through this game and have fun with it uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, if, if that game ever, ever falls in my lap for free, and then also I somehow get two weeks of my life back, I might take you up on that. All right. Sounds good. I'll definitely uh, take the two of you up on that. And finally, last but not least, I also went and checked out uh, another big expansion that came out relatively recently uh, to a game that I previously loved when it came out. Uh, the Bug Snacks Isle of Big Snacks uh, DLC update thingamabob. Uh, it was very much a thing where once I completed Deathloop, the Golden Loop update, I was like, man, wasn't there like another similar-ish game to this one that received a similar-ish update? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Isle of Big Snacks. Exactly and the same game. I mean, it's funny how like how many weird comparisons can be drawn between these two different like update DLC things. Uh, gotta say, like the gameplay of Bug Snacks might not be as refined to a T as the gameplay for Deathloop, but man, it really makes up for it in terms of characterization and writing. I really love the characters of the world of Bug Snacks. I think that the I forget what they're called because they're not humans. They have like another specific race name Zlip for them. That's, yeah, it's something like that. It's like <laughs> muzzins or grubbins or somethings or buzzies. Anyways, <laughs> uh, all of them in the game seem real cartoonish at first, but uh, peel that back and they really reveal a series of really kind of complex, lovable characters. And I've just been having fun getting to kind of know them and love them a lot more. Uh, that DLC little update also came with uh, the ability to kind of like make and decorate your own house in that game's hub world, which is cool because previously your character did not have a house, which led to a lot of questions about whether or not they were treating you ethically on this weird snack-filled island. Uh, so that's cool. And yeah, I've not actually completed everything that there is to complete in that DLC update yet, but it's only a matter of a couple of hours at this point. Dope. I'm excited to play that one day in my future. Um, I they are grumpsies, by the way. Grum grumpsies. There we go. Grumpses. Grumpses. It's grumpses. Yeah, it's grumpses. yeah. There yeah. we go. Uh, yeah, I played some some Zelda too. For any of you who are playing <laughs> along with us. Play on something, and Adam, I hope your emulator has this feature. Play on something that has a rewind feature. Mm. You're you're gonna like the way that you look. I think I'm playing the virtual console version, so okay. I assume it has that feature. I don't know. I have cool. something I so desperately want to say about this, but I'm gonna bite my <laughs> save, tongue save, because save I don't want to spoil it for now. Um, here's the next thing I've been playing, and it's not really a game, as it is multiple games on a thing. This is Steam Deck. Ooh. SDI, Steam Deck Impressions. Show um, it. I don't have one personally. Let me start there. Uh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been playing a ton of games because I've just been on vacation after vacation. Life is so hard. And uh, so I, my friend who came down to visit and then we drove to LA, et cetera, et cetera, he had a Steam Deck. 
I brought it with him. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I can finally get hands-on with the Steam Deck. And I am very glad because I realized that while this is a, a, an excellent machine that is wonderful, it is, I'm glad that I now know that I don't think I need it. Because I've been seeing everyone out there running all these emulators on it. I'm like, oh God, dog, this looks so good. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to wreck it, Ralph, wreck it in a sexual way. But oh, I got wow. hands on with it and it feels great. It's an excellent system. It feels great. I really like the responsiveness, the haptics, the, like the battery life of it was wonderful. Like everything about it is pretty great. The only thing I wasn't really into was the touch pads on it in terms of mm. like the response. It, I thought that it was supposed to feel more like a mouse, but I feel like it was, it was maybe something you get used to over time. But uh, yeah, controlling a cursor on it did not feel great with those touch pads. But I played a little bit, uh, a couple rounds of. Hades on it, uh, bounced around, played just a little bit of Control on it, because you know that was the game that they're like, we're this game can run Control, therefore, or this thing can run Control, therefore it's a real console. I was like, well, I'm I'm surprised by this thing, but it still comes down to the fact that like, it's such a niche thing niche thing for me that I don't think I have a, a spot for it in my gaming life. I was impressed by the way it ran, but I was like, you know. These are not, I want to play, if I want to play games on the go, which again is rare for me, like that's where I got my Switch, and I wouldn't want to play like Control or Hades unless it synced that save back to something else like my PlayStation, which right now, of course, it does that with PC, but I don't have a PC, so like, I've decided I'm okay with this thing not being for me, which for the last several months, I've had that little bit of like, what if, should I be getting this feeling, but the emulation on it is also pretty dope. What if? Do you think there's an alternate reality where there's a chat that loves them Steam Decks? There's an alternate chat I mean, who hates Apple. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, so here's here's the other thing about it too is that I did it. It did feel like an Apple versus Android experience, kind of, where my friend was so excited to show me. Look what you can do. You can customize the color of the the switches in the ui on the system and you can make them gradients and you can choose whatever color you want and there's a setting for 50,000 things and you can have this thing in the top left that always shows some stuff it covers up the game but it always shows you what your frame rate is and your performance and your cpu usage mm -hmm. and your heat and and you can come in here and you can limit the frame rate to 57 and then you can limit the clock speed of this and i was like i don't i don't want that I want. I want to like boot up the oh, game. What you do? That, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I haven't if played enough. If you played PC games, you'd be like, "Yes, all of this. All of this sounds good to me." <laughs> you know? I want someone to design a beautiful UI and and let me just absorb Chad's it like, and, do it and for experience me. it. Exactly. I want to yeah. do it <laughs> and, and limit me to some like a few beautiful options that work really well and are really intuitive and thought out. And then I want them to just be like, "Hey, this is your machine." And here's like one, maybe two options for how well it could run. You know, similar to, you know, you choose resolution versus frame rate on a PlayStation. I was like, I don't want to tweak all this stuff for every single game. And it just seems like such a chore. So, yeah, well, there's a little to. bit of that. You just can't. You just I know. can't. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to. But then but sometimes you, yeah. you'll like start up a game and you're like, man, this is not running well. Let me go look at these 17 settings and see what I can tweak and customize and, and figure out to make it run like 10% better. I was like, I don't, I want it to just Preset, figure that out. Preset high changes everything for you. You're done. Mm. So yeah, that's cool though. I, I I admire the machine, and I think it's excellent for a very specific audience. But I'm I don't think I'm part of that audience, and I'm glad I know that now. But I do I am still like that little bug of I want an emulation machine, which is nice. I forgot 
until last week that I have an analog pocket on pre-order that's coming sometime before the end of the year. Still, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, it officially can now, it, there are emulators for it that can run anything up to SNES generation, which is really all I would want to emulate, I think, because I have the worthwhile N64 games, etc. on my Switch, and then mm. anything past you're that telling I don't want to play. Chad, that you're not getting in on the Sega Saturn game. <laughs> I cannot think of a single Sega Saturn game you could pay me to play. Sonic. I have 45 Sonic Game Gear games, and I'm sure they are just as bad as all the Sega Saturn ones. <laughs> was there was there even a Sonic game on the Sega Saturn? I'm sure. I don't know. Because I, I, I remember, fucking Sega I want to say I that it was Sonic Adventure that was originally planned for the Saturn, and then it only came out on the Dreamcast later on. Dreamcast, yeah. IDK, IDK. Um, but I will say, yeah. before we move on, why don't both of you play fucking Immortality? How about that? <laughs> Now that it's I'm home, on the list, I have a free weekend coming up now for the next well, three weekends. It's going to be good. We're going to play. Alex, don't play it around anybody else. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Immortality and Inscription are both on my list of games that I want to complete before the end of the year. So hold on to your horses. I'll get around to them. I'm going right, into, right. I know this is something you don't want me to to know anything about before before I play it, but I'm going into this expecting like Immortal Phoenix Rising. Just based on the name alone. So yeah. I think that's going to be exactly. exactly what I'm in for. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's jump into our quest log. Talk about our few items on our log this week. We have... That was not a live banjo performance. That was my mouth. The Last of Us Day Surprise, says Matt Elfring at GameSpot. First of all, as we mentioned at the top of the show, happy Last of Us Day. Happy end of the world. Fungus takes over your brain. Hold day. on. I know that the Last of Us is very important, but Sonic is even more so. I need to <laughs> issue a correction. I said that there were no Sonic games on the Sega Saturn. There were actually three. There was Sonic 3D Blast, which is like that yep. isometric Sonic puzzly game. There was Sonic R, which is the Sonic racing game. Yep. And there was Sonic Jam, which I want to say was a Mario Party clone. No, so Sonic no good Sonic games on the Saturn. Gotcha. Sonic yeah. Jam was it, basically you peanut butter and all that great. <laughs> I tell you what, right, though. Let's... Here's another. Speaking of, sorry, you're right. Sonic is important. We need to discuss. Speaking of Sonic Mario Party clones, there was a Dreamcast game called Sonic Shuffle. Underrated, underrated. It was a I Mario think Party that clone. That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and you, instead of a dice block, you have like cards that you draw on one. Oh, I drew a okay. six. I'm going to play this card. Blah, 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 blah. So let me issue a correction to my correction. Sonic Jam, not a party game. Uh, this is courtesy of the sonic.fandom.com wiki. Uh, it is a video game compilation of all the Sonic the Hedgehog titles originally released for the Mega Drive. Oh. Okay. Which makes all sense. Because it's games like relatively soon after that. Gotcha. Okay. Fans of Sonic, there's a big crossover with fans of The Last of Us, and they will be pleasantly pleased. As the first teaser trailer for the upcoming HBO Max TV series has arrived. This is not a few seconds of an HBO trailer. This is not a couple of screenshots you saw at your dad's garage sale. This is a full-fledged, dedicated Last of Us teaser trailer. I mean, it's almost two minutes long, and it's great. It's set to the song Alone and Forsaken by Hank Williams, and the first look Ooh. at the show delivers the high tension and horror you've come to expect from the series. The series will release in 2023, and like the games, it follows Joel, played by Mando, Pedro Pascal, and Ellie, played by 
whatever her name is. I know you all discussed this on the podcast last week, and I forgot already. But Bella Ramsey. It's right here. No, what was her character in in Game of Thrones? Oh, I don't know. I didn't get that far. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, I said Mando for Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was like... People don't know people's names. They know their characters. Youngston the Defiler or some shit. I don't fucking... Game of Thrones. Youngston. Young the Giant. Ellie. Bella Ramsey. Papa John's. As the duo trek across the apocalyptic America. This is a, a quote from Neil Druckmann, director of the game. Quote, I have no words to express the awe for what Mason and the rest of our incredible team pulled off with this show. I hope you all love it as much as we do. Enjoy this small teaser. Happy The Last of Us Day. Woo, what a ride. So first of all, if for some reason you listen to the show and you don't know, stop. Is that Mountain Dew Zero, Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Code Red? Yep, bet your ass it is. Whoa. Oh my God. Big spender over here. I need it. Is that new? Where do I find it? Where did you find it? It's just it? hard to find. It's not new. It's just very hard to find. Oh, fuck me. Sorry. Um, Neil Druckmann, director of the game, has been working with Craig Mazin on the show over for HBO, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now we have this look at it. It follows the first game and um, left behind, apparently, as we saw from this trailer as well. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just start by saying this might be... We now have proof this might be the best video game adaptation of anything ever made. There were several shots in this trailer that gave me Bonaire, which is French for boners. Um, I got uh, there's that shot of the city and the downpour and the lightning. It's like, and I was like, ah, oh, God, so good. There was the silhouette of the clicker as you hear it and gave me goosebumps. Got big old, big old hairy goosebumps on my arms. And then the clicker face at the end. Oh, my God. You. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited for this. I am incredibly happy with the direction they're going. It looks good as, like, visually, it looks really cinematic. And you can tell that the they have HBO money and that they're working with, with really great talent. Uh, y'all obviously hated it, right? Trash. Honestly, oh, yeah. come on. Just give me another Our Flag Means Death trailer and I don't care about anything else. Uh, no. It was great. <laughs> also, I, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a there's a moment at the minute and five second mark in the trailer where there's one of those trucks with like the scoopy thing in front. You're very up interested in this truck. <laughs> and it, it has the words run on the front of it. And I'm like, okay, so I get what's going on here. This is a truck that's like trying to like mow people down and kill them, but it also has run on the front, which in theory is like communicating to the people is about to run down. Hey, you should run and get out of the way. And I just don't really kind of understand the logic of this. Uh, I'm assuming villain that's driving the truck here. Is he trying to kill people or is he trying to save people from having him kill them is like an obsessive compulsive thing. I don't really know. I don't feel like the show is going to answer the big questions that I feel like it needs to answer. And yeah, I just don't know what to feel about that. You know, who's driving that truck, Paul Dano. Uh, <laughs> no, what I was here's what I'm convinced that every trailer needs to have an American folk song and just kind of slow down a little bit because that song bangs. Uh, really awesome trailer. Hey, drop about what a good fucking actor that guy right? can really act, right? Nick Offerman, very excited. I am very excited. I'm so excited for this, and I'm like, I don't want to play the game, I'd rather just watch the show. I want to see their interpretation. I don't want to play the 70 or excuse me, Matt would pay $200 for the remaster. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I just want to watch the show because, again, yeah, you said, great team behind it, HBO money. I want to see this interpretation of it, and I'm very excited for that. And this is what I want my Last of Us 1 experience to be is this dope-ass show. 
I mean, it, it, all seriousness, I, you know, had a lot of fun with the original Last of Us. I don't know if I ever talked about this. I originally played the PlayStation 4 version of The Last of Us when I got my PlayStation 4, because it came out, like, relatively soon after on that console. Uh, never played it again after that initial playthrough. Years later, uh, I was working on a script for a Last of Us documentary on YouTube for this other guy, and he was wondering if I could record some footage for the video. And I was like, you know what? What if I went and got the original PlayStation 3 version of The Last of Us and played through that version of the game and recorded footage of me playing it there? Uh, and so I played the PlayStation 3 version of The Last of Us 10 years, not like 10 years, like seven years after playing the original uh, PlayStation 4 version of the game. And that second playthrough really gave me a newfound appreciation for that story and world and characters. And I'm not like heads over heels, absolutely looking forward to this, but I am definitely interested to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm probably going to, Let's be honest. I'm gonna play the remake that just came. Or re, yeah, ground up remake that just came out. Why would you do solely that? Solely because well, here because it's it's incredible. It's, it's an amazing game. Keep it fresh. But also, this is my opportunity to get that platinum trophy. Okay. Because of all the multiplayer shit That's on the good. on the first game, I was like, I'm not even going to attempt this. But now, like, That's now a good I have point. the yeah, I have the Last of Us Part Two trophy, platinum trophy, and now like this doesn't have multiplayer. I can feasibly get that. So. That's that's why. I will not, because I have not played this game since whenever the PS4 version came out. It's been close to a decade. It'll all be new to me. <laughs> we all float down here. I prefer that. Yeah. So uh, look forward to that coming next year. In addition to other things coming in the future, this ain't your daddy's splinter cell. Tom Ivan at VGC. We already knew there was a splinter cell remake coming. And it's going to include a rewritten story in order to appeal to a new generation of players. As spotted by PSU, developer Ubisoft Toronto is currently looking to recruit a scriptwriter to update the original game's story, quote, for a modern-day audience. Um, here's some more quotes from the job ad. Using the first Splinter Cell game as our foundation, we are rewriting and updating the story for a modern-day audience. We want to keep the spirit and themes of the original game while exploring our characters and the world to make them more authentic and believable. Now, I've never played a Splinter Cell game, but the way that this reads to me, and Adam, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that mm -hmm. there was something in that first Splinter Cell game that is problematic and maybe might get canceled if we release That's it. That's what as I was today. wondering. What's going? Uh, was is there Splinter Cell blackface? Is there a school shooting? What's happening in the original <laughs> Splinter Cell that they have to update it? I I never played any of the prior Splinter Cell games myself, and that's exactly what I was wondering. Like, was there something, like, real problematic in those older games? I understand that with something like uh, Saints Row, for example, the developers of the more recent gaming, like, yeah, we want to kind of adapt it for, like, modern-day audiences, because, you know, those older games were a little bit out there. But this one kind of threw me for a loop a little bit, and so I don't know, really know. Like, Adam, can you illuminate us? Yes, I can. So... Like uh, God Rests His Soul, like all of Tom Clancy's writing and stories, even if it's set in a certain time period, it's sort of like, man, that's a little too real, Tom Clancy. What are you doing over here, right? Um, and I think it's just so, because <laughs> I was listening to somebody talk about all the Splinter Cell games the other day. So Splinter Cell Double Agent, which is I think it's like the fourth game in the series. And again, it's just, they're all just supposed to be spy stories. And Splinter Cell Double Agent is about a group of American white supremacists who are attempting to overthrow the government. Okay. And it's like, hmm, 
this that video game was written in about 2008 and it's still a little it's a little close to home nowadays yeah so my guess is that they're just like they're gonna update i'm assuming like dialogue and stuff like that but uh they're gonna steer into the skid and make it specifically january 6th right <laughs> maybe so i don't know no i think it's just like regions because i think in this first game it's like georgia gets invaded by russia or azerbaijan gets invaded by i think it's like some dude working with the Russians like invades a Middle Eastern country and like uses computers to take over the world or some shit. I think they're just like, hey, let's just update it and not have real world things happening in the video game, even though Tom Clancy called it fucking 15 years ago. Let's just not have it be too. But no, there's nothing like black. There was Sam Fisher don't have blackface. There's nothing like that. It's just that the writing was too real. Like when you look at it, you're like, oh shit, yeah. all of that happened. Yeah, all of this shit happened. So I think it's probably just like let's fictionalize it so it's not like oh this happened on the news yesterday kind of a thing if i had to guess got it and maybe he'll say lit he'll say lit in the dialogue now (laughs) maybe i don't know gucci It, it is so funny how that works like you can tell video game stories that are like incredibly close to home and incredibly truthful about the matter of whatever it is that's going on in any time and place if it's not actually happening in real life, but the moment it's happening in real life, you can't actually be that on the nose. And, you know, I, I, I wish, you know, whoever takes this, you know, position the best, I hope that they, you know, do a good job with the subject matter at hand, but it is just kind of like, like, I feel like there are so many video games that come out nowadays that kind of with their attempt at like telling a kind of like, hard-hitting, earnest message about the state of politics nowadays. A lot of video games tend to shy away from that kind of stuff. And, I mean, from what you're describing, Adam, it seems like the route that they're going to be taking here is actually, like, where they potentially might have the opportunity to really say something, you know, candid on the subject matter, kind of shy away from it. And it's like, I get it, but it is still disappointing. But again, we actually don't really know what any of this will ultimately mean in the end. One of two things has happened, that they'll write a story about completely different countries, which will become true eight years after the game comes out. And I was like, oh, shit, Splinter Cell did it again. Or it'll be like fucking Top Gun, where it's like, they don't name the country, it's just random bad guys, or Generation 5 fighters. Like, no, those are Russians, but let's just pretend they're not. (laughs) Um, So we'll see. But yeah, I think they're going to try to either have it not be super topical, or just have it be completely disconnected from the real world. I don't know. I guess we'll see when we get there. I don't know. All right. Ooh. Next. Yes. By the way, Chad. Yes. The main reason that I gave you this next story is because of this. This second. These last two paragraphs. I don't know if we've read it on the show before, but holy fuck, that's the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. So just let you know, that's why I put it in the doc. Okay. Okay. Mario, the same one who plums your toilet, the same one who likes a spicy meatball, the same one who Alex was slightly underwhelmed with his game. Mario is showing up in New Donk City. It comes from Eddie McCooch in GameSpot. The first trailer of the Super Mario movie, starring Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> Sorry. I'm excited. There's, there's a, a, a tweet going around. I don't know if you all have seen it. It's like the first audio from Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> and it's just like, um... Uh, spicy meatball or whatever. He's just saying a lot of really stupid. It's not Chris Pratt, but just somebody. Anyway, very yeah. funny. Go look that up, Papa John's. Um, the very first trailer for the Super Mario movie starring Chris Pratt as Mario will be released on October 6th. That's very close. 
as part of New York Comic Con. The trailer will premiere that day at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. This trailer specifically will be a teaser of the animated film. Uh, it's being produced by Illumination, which made Minions and Despicable Me. Very little is known about the story. This is the two paragraphs that Adam was referring to earlier. Very little is known about the story or any specifics at all. Charlie Day, who is the voice of Luigi, confirmed in February this year that he had begun recording the lines for the film, but he couldn't say much more. This is a quote. Mamma mia. <laughs> I'd love to tell you all about it, but they are top secret with this stuff. Absolutely, this is serious stuff. I know nothing. I show up and they're like, you say this and you say that. It's all very funny and good. And then I walk out and there's two guys, there's like two guys in overalls with hammers that are like, don't you tell nobody nothing about this, Charlie. I swear to God, we're going to get your kneecaps. We're going to break your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Love Charlie Day. Love very him funny so man. much. He might be the sole thing that's good about this movie. Or it might be all be amazing. Who knows? The cast is so fucking good. It doesn't make it any is. sense. It is. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Fucking right. Jack Black is Bowser. Yep. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And then big amazing. swing and a miss for Mario there with... Well, we'll see. Well, hopefully we get actually Mario's voice, and I hope it's wonderful. Um, so, yeah, that's coming in like a week and a half-ish. Mm -hmm. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, earlier in the podcast, I gave a bullshit prediction of what the Iron Man game is going to be about. Do you want me to give a real ass prediction for this one? I want a, I want first the bullshit prediction and then maybe the real ass one. I, I don't have a bullshit prediction, only a real one. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. No bullshit this time around. Okay. In the year 1986, uh, there was an animated Super Mario Bros. movie that was released in Japanese cinemas that very few people know about. It actually was like the first ever like video game movie released like of all time. It was called Super Mario Bros. The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach. Um, I recently was informed of this movie's existence because just a few months ago, uh, there was like a production company that went in and did like a great 4K remaster. It's like available on like YouTube and the Internet Archive and all that. I think it's definitely worth checking out. The plot of that movie is that Mario and Luigi are working at a grocery store. This is not bullshit. <laughs> this is actually okay. real. And basically what happens is they end up traveling into their NES or Famicom to enter into a video game world where they rescue the princess from Bowser. I think that this movie, even unknowingly, even if nobody involved in this movie's uh, production was even aware of this prior animated Super Mario Bros. movie, is going to actually borrow very heavily from this game's plot in that I think that the plot of the movie is that Chris Pratt's Mario is like an average schmuck living in New York, kind of doing his thing, who gets sucked into a video game world. But in this version of the Mario mythos, there's already like a video game Mario that exists in this video game world who is voiced by Charles Martinet, because we already know that he's playing a part in this movie. Mm. And I think that that's a way to have your cake and eat it too. have Charles Martinet doing an important part in the movie, but also have, you know, Chris Pratt doing his thing as well. That's my prediction. We'll see that's, if it happens. That's a, a great like plot device to explain why Chris Pratt doesn't sound like Mario. He's going to, there you go. Yeah. It's just like, we're going to suck you in Jumanji style. And then no one gives a mm -hmm. shit because you're not actually the characters, you're people playing the characters. 
I like that. Where does Charlie Day breaking his kneecaps come in? <laughs> we'll see. You never know. <laughs> All right. Final news story on our quest log today. Ted Lasso can't lose. Hashtag believe. Hashtag Jordan Miller at VGC. Following speculation. Oh, hold on. Venomoth in the chat says, ah, oh, so it's the Santa Claus. And they break the kneecaps. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, oh yeah. that's that's actually, hold on, that's actually an important point, which is that in this video game world that Chris Pratt enters into, the reason why he's entering into this world is because that Mario dies. Charles yes. Martinet's Mario dies, and now he has to take up the overalls, so to speak. Yes. That makes sense. This makes I sense. I wanted to be a JC Penny. He walks into a JC Penny and he finds like a pair of overalls and like they're they don't have a price tag on them. And he's like, I really like these. Well, how? And he goes to try them on in the fitting room. He gets sucked in, become Mario, and he finds Mario's dead body laying at his feet because some kid. <laughs> Jesus. Like, <laughs> that's what I want. Excellent, okay. Venomoth. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Ted Lasso can't lose. This comes from Jordan Miller at VGC. Chris Pratt or, fucking finding overalls at JC Penny. <laughs> Charlie Day's in the Charlie Day's in the next one over. He's like, my kneecaps hurt so bad. <laughs> and he gets sucked into as Luigi. I yeah, like it. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Key accidentally like trips over something and goes head first into a red and white bean bag. <laughs> mm, yeah, I like That's it. They're all just a JC Penny and they get sucked yeah. into the video yeah. game world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Man. Following speculation from an earlier tweet from the Ted Lasso account, <laughs> EA has confirmed that the fictional character played by Jason Sudeikis will feature in the game. Specifically, we've got a, a, a whole lineup of people. Ted Lasso, Coach Beard, and the biggest stars of AFC Richmond squad, including Jamie Tart, Danny Rojas, Sam Obisanya, Roy Kent, and Isaac McAdoo will be included in the FIFA 23, FIFA 23, along with the Nelson Road Club's home ground. Lasso will be a playable manager in the career mode, or you can manage AFC Richmond by swapping them into the Premier League or any other playable career mode league. This is a dope, first of all, Ted Lasso, if you haven't watched it, go watch it, Apple TV Plus. It is the like one of my top three favorite shows. Excellent. Um, my favorite, my, my favorite way that I learned about this on that first day, I saw a bunch of things about it, but Ted Lasso, the show retweeted and said like, oh, dang, our folks look so weird in CG or so weird to see our team in CG, except it's not really weird to see Roy Kent because there's a huge conspiracy that Roy Kent in the show is CGI somehow. <laughs> He's not a real actor. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They like, they did a little wink, wink and a nod there towards that. This is dope. I don't play FIFA, but uh, I like this crossover a lot. A lot. Very good crossover. Uh, perfect, basically. Yeah, just Jason Sudeikis is in an EA game. Look at that. That's wild. Yeah. At Roy fucking Kent. Roy, whatever that chat. They, <laughs> they say the F word. A yeah. Bunch. It's great. It's great. He's over here. He's over there. He's fucking everywhere. Something like that. Roy Kent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, that first season of Ted Lasso might be a perfect season of television. Yep. Little army men. Oh, God. Excellent. That's it. That's our quest log, everyone. Thank you for making it through. We've got now a segment from Adam. Queen died. This is her funeral. Segment from Adam. Ooh, boy, we're going there. All right. So we're playing a little game today. And this game is called Wheel of Hangman. Whoa. We're going to play a game 
of Hangman, but I'm going to spin a wheel and you guys will get points based on the wheel. And you know, okay, you know okay, how this game okay. works. There's a bankruptcy on the wheel. Okay. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what we're doing. Yeah, I'm okay. emulating a ton of games, everybody. All right, but I have a list of video games, right? All right, and I'm gonna, it is 100% is Wheel of Fortune. We're gonna have a blank tile. I'll tell you how many there are, and then we'll, I'll do a spin for you. Go ahead and keep your scores, everybody. Okay, keep okay. your money scores. Money and scores. uh, Val's cost $250. Uh, just to let you know. So let me pull up my list real quick. Um, just letting you know now. Mm, how do numbers work? <laughs> <laughs> I think one of these has a number on it. Um, yeah, a couple of these have numbers on it. So we'll, we'll just do our best here. Just be aware that there are numbers in some of these. Uh, but whatever. All right. First one up. Uh, Chad, you're going to go first. Okay. Chad, you rolled for $300, and there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine empty spots on my on the board, so go ahead. You're I'm up first. S. No. No S. Sorry. You're done. Uh, Alex, give me a letter. Uh, $300. E. Uh, there is an E. The second of the nine is an E. Ooh, actually, you have to pay for vowels. Oh, so give yourself oh. so give yourself fifty dollars. That's fine. Give yourself fifty dollars. All right. Wait, how much money do pay I have for the vowel? Zero. Zero. <laughs> uh, Alex, go again. Uh, Six hundred dollars. Wait, does he have negative fifty dollars then? No, he has fifty dollars total because he won three hundred and he spent two fifty for a vowel. Got it. Okay, 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 okay. I don't okay, watch okay. Wheel of Fortune. I don't know the rules that okay. well. Alex, this is six hundred dollars. Can you give me another letter? T. Hmm? T. T? T is T. the fourth. There we go. Son of a bitch. All right, give yourself $600. Um, all right, you are on uh, $600 again. Give me a letter. Or you can buy a vowel. I'm going to go with a consonant. R. There is no R. Eh, eh. Mm. Uh, Chad, $600. What are you going <laughs> to give me? $600. We're going to go for... Uh, C. There is no C. Poops. I am sorry. Uh, go ahead, Alex. It is. Ooh, lose a turn. Never mind. Chad, your turn. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. This wheel takes way too long to, to spin. L. Uh, I'm going to go with L. $500 for L. There is one L. It is one, two, three, four, five, six. Six over is L. You get $500. This is the name of a game, uh, right? That we're guessing? Yes, these are all okay, names okay. of video games. Mm -hmm. Your next one is $900. What do you got for me? Ooh, I'm going to buy a vowel, and that okay. vowel is O. After the L, there's two O's. Oh! Your next one is $600, or you can try to guess and solve the, the puzzle. Oh. And make sure so, you minus $250 for buying your vowel. Right, right, right. Wait, what did I win for the O? You I got wouldn't... two of them. Uh, I don't remember the number. Okay. I'm going to minus 250 from 1,000? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking I didn't pay attention. Okay, perfect. Um, okay. So just to recap, our current is blank E, blank T, blank L-O-O, -O blank? Yep. Okay. D Dallas in the chat 
is saying pee pee poopy. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Oh, Dallas, but I stop am, cheating. I am gonna I am gonna guess a P. P. Yep, you have one P. Give yourself six hundred dollars. I it's I want to solve end. the puzzle. I want to solve the puzzle. Go ahead and solve the puzzle. This is Death Loop. All right, Death Loop. It is Death Loop. You're yeah. correct. How many? How much uh, money do you have right now? I have. Is seven thousand too much money? That sounds like a lot. Oh, I have three thousand and sure. two hundred and fifty dollars. Three thousand. Okay, as long as you're over a thousand. Because if you solve and you're under a thousand, you get a thousand. All right. Okay. Next up, yeah. we we've done one of those. Uh, we'll start with Alex. Six hundred dollars. The next one has four space one spot, and I will go ahead and tell you the one spot is a numeral. Uh, so okay. four got space it. one spot. Six hundred dollars. What do you got? Six hundred dollars. Uh, I'm gonna go with good old S. Uh, no S. I am sorry. All right. That is incorrect. Chad, you have three hundred up on the on the board. What are you going for? R. Uh, nope, nothing for you. Sorry, we're moving Boom. on. <clears throat> uh, nine hundred for you, Alex. M. M. No, that is incorrect. 400 for you, Chad. Uh, I'm going to go with T. Nope. Moving Damn on. It. 800 for you, Alex. Uh, I am going to purchase a vowel. Mm -hmm. I am going to purchase A. It's the second letter. Okay. So 800 minus 250. Yeah. Uh, okay. Your next one will be 400. Okay. Um, I'm going to purchase, uh, no, not going to purchase Vel. Uh, it's $5,000, by the way. You hit a big one. Oh, oh, maybe I can actually, you know what? I don't know if there is much room for additional vowels in this one. Uh, I'm going to go with C. Uh, there is no C. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 800 for you, Chad. F as in Frank. There are no Fs. Poopies. Uh, 500 for you, Alex. G. No Gs. If you were playing actual Hangman, you would be dead by now. Uh, 500 for you, uh, 500 for you, Chad. Um, L. Uh, the L is the third letter. Okay. 700 okay. for you, Chad. Uh, I'm gonna go with P, as in Polly Pocket. There is no P. 350 for you, Alex. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with N. Uh, there is no N. Uh, 700 for you, Chad. <clears throat> okay. Okay. B. There is no B. 400 oh for you, God. Alex. V. There is no V. 400 for you, Chad. <laughs> uh, blank, A-L, blank, blank, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm keeping track of all the letters I've already said, and I'm going to go with uh, K. Nope. 900 for you, Alex. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to purchase a vowel. Oh. Uh, the last letter 
of the first word is an O. 500. Okay, no. perfect. Uh, I'm going to go with Son H. Uh, yes, give yourself $500 for H. Can I guess what it is? You absolutely can. It is Halo 2. Ooh, incorrect. Oh, oh. I'm going to guess uh, five. Uh, incorrect. This is 600. For, well, it doesn't matter because you guys are all over a thousand. So guessing doesn't give you anything. So go ahead, Alex. Uh, Halo three. Correct. You have it. Halo ah. three is the answer. Halo three. Um, I think we can do one more. I've got a couple of them. They all, all have right. a theme too. This one is one, two, three, four, five, six, space one two three so nine total with the space in the middle yeah. okay so one two three four five six space one two three uh six hundred to uh, alex guessed right so it's alex right or is it chad it's you chad it's me okay sorry uh, can you just say the uh can you just say the word again i mean not the word but you know the space <laughs> drinking, situation yeah. <laughs> six six spaces or six six letters space three letters okay Yes. All right. 600 for you, Chad. Uh, we're going to go with trusty S. Um, the first the first one of all of them is an S. First as in first of both words? No, just the first one. Just Number the first one. letter. Okay. Got it. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, 400 for you, Chad. <clears throat> uh, we're going to go with uh, T. Um, nope. Incorrect. Booties. Um, 300 for you, Alex. Uh, Chad, I don't know if you were thinking of the same game name as me, but I was thinking that the moment that you guessed S at the beginning, but I guess it's not that. Um, I'm going to go with R. Uh, R is the last, is number six. Okay. We were still trying to 500 for this one. I'm going to go with H. No H. Hmm. Uh, 300 for you, Chad. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to buy an O. Um, minus 250, but you ain't getting no money back. Uh, so 700 for you, Alex. Uh, I am going to buy an A. Um, yes, the, in the three, in the three letter one, the second one is an A. Okay. 700 is the next letter. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with N. Uh, the very last one is an N for 700. 600 for your next one. I'm going to go with C. No C. 700 no for Chad. Uh, is there an M? M is the beginning of the third one, or the is the, of the three, the three letter. letter one. Yes. Okay. So uh, just to recap for the audience following along at home, it's S blank 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 R, and then the next word is M A N. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight hundred okay. for your next one. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy an E. Uh, yes, it is the one right before R. Okay. Okay. 300 is the next letter. Chad. Mm. Chad, can you can you read me? I can't. I can't. Come in. Come in. Is this Alex? Alex, this is yes. Star Command. Yes, it's, yes. Listen, Chad. Yeah. Hot Intel. I think 
you might want to use a V. I'm sorry, there's so much static. It's breaking up. It sounds like laughing, but I, I need you to choose a V. I think you'll greatly benefit from it. <laughs> Alex, I can't hear you. Did you say B? <laughs> sure, yeah. B. Alex, you're breaking up. V or B. Adam, I just got a transmission from outer space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure it told me to choose P. Is there a P? Uh, no. The second letter is a P. Okay, okay. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting... Uh, Alex, is that you still? Alex, yeah, are you there? Still there. <laughs> Lots of static. I'm sorry. Alex, it's so wild. The letter that you told me to pick worked. Thank you so much for that tip. Any other, any other suggestions? You know... They say that Y sometimes functions like a vowel, so you might want to try that out. Adam might be trying to trip you up, thinking that there's no Ys involved here, but I think that you need to ask why you're not using Y and choose Y. All, all I heard was R, but I don't. I, we already chose R. I'm so... Alex... I, Adam, I think Alex got hit by an asteroid. I can't hear him anymore. Oh, no, you hate to see I'm, it. Uh, he, he told me to choose R, but we already have R, so maybe he meant the top half of a capital R, and I'm going to say D. Okay, there is a D. It's right before the okay. it's right before the E, and that was five thousand dollars. Okay, uh, by okay. the way, for that oh, letter. Oh, that's that's right. It was. So um, you want to? It's another letter. Or do you want to go for the guess? Uh, so right now it's S. It's eight hundred dollars. By S-P the way, S P blank D E R M A N. Yeah. This I, so part of me re- like we we used to have one of our very first fans of the show years ago was uh, a a person named Spooter Scooter, but I can't imagine that this is. <laughs> Spooter man. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Spider Man. Is that? Can I solve the puzzle? Spider Man. Yes, it is Spider Man. No, Chad. We're getting a transmission. (laughs) Alex, Alex, you're alive. Alex, they got you. Thought you died. Chad, are you spelling this with an I or a Y? (laughs) Remember that there's been a lot of confusion in the MCU as of late as to whether or not you're using an I or a Y when you spell certain characters' names, so you need to be specific. Alex, I, I or Y? I, I, I did the D instead of the R that you said. I already did the D. Great. We're fine. Fantastic. <laughs> Alex, we really make Alex a better phone. We do. This guy's messing up. By the way, so I don't know what your total point was, but I'm assuming it's very high. Uh, Me too. Agenda for Chad. <laughs> I'm pretty points sure, almost immediately. I'm pretty sure Chad won. He had like 5,000 on multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, every game that I chose was a game that released in September. Oh, oh, look at that. Just a fun little thing there. Look at that. All right. That's my segment. I played Wheel of Hangman. Woo! Spooky. <laughs> Thank you so much for that segment, Adam. Um, we do not have a game on game show this week because I... Literally walked into the house like 11 minutes uh, from a from a road trip uh, before we started this thing. So I don't have a game on game show. Which brings us to the end of our show. Uh, we have homework for everyone. Your first piece of homework is to go play Inscription. And then once you beat it, go listen to our Inscription spoiler cast. We did that. It was me mm-hmm. and Adam and Jerrica from JK Games. Go check them out. They're pretty great. Only listen to the podcast after you've beat the game. Don't be a Brent. You can be a Brent in many other aspects of your life, but don't be a Brent in that you watch Who's things Brent? that you shouldn't watch. Brent, you might know him as Pork Chop. You might know him as uh, the Spoiler, which gotcha, is his gotcha, villain gotcha. name. 
You might know him as the guy who watched a Last of Us 2 spoiler without ever playing Last of Us 2. Yep. <laughs> uh, you also have homework to go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. Vote on barf games. What is a barf game? Well, we don't throw up on it unless we hated it, but it's a backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends. Uh, you choose over on patreon.com slash respawn aim fire what game we play each month, and you chose this month Zelda 2 Electric Boogaloo The Adventure of Link. And uh, we will be releasing that episode after we all play it and beat it. Um, so that should be here shortly. My dog is going wild right now with this frisbee. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But there will be a new barf poll up uh, post-haste. And we will have that end probably by next Sunday when we record and reveal that episode. So uh, go to patreon.com slash fire. Let us know what you want for the month of October. And uh, go get a Dale Earnhardt wallpaper. You don't have to put it on your phone. You can frame it and put it. You can print it on the poster and put it on your wall if you want. That's Dale Earnhardt and his son, Dale Jr. So uh, if you want to print one out for your son's bedroom, I know we have quite a few parents who listen to this podcast. It'll be a great way to bond with your child. Tattoo it. I'll send you the raw file, and you can get Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jr. tattooed. Imagine on you. walking into a tattoo parlor. Let me get this. My, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. That's it for our podcast. Thank you. Oh, also, if you want to be part of the Zelda Two Electric Boogaloo discussion, and if you're playing it and you want to be part of it, either you can do that asynchronously by sending us your thoughts at respawningfire at gmail.com or DMing us on Twitter. Or you can be on the show. Just let us know however you want to get in touch with us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you, Alex, for being on the show again this week. Where do people find you? Thank you for having me. Been a pleasure. How, how do people find you in your content, and what do you got it coming up like exciting? seems like you need to deal with your dog for a second there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can find me over on Twitter, at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive. Uh, my uh, Pokemon Leaf Green Critical Nuzlocke run is over, and I'm going to be starting up my uh, Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke run on Monday, October 3rd. So be there or be square. Perfect. Go do all of that. Um, Nuzlocke is a Pokemon, right? It's like the C dot evolution. Is that correct? Nuzleaf. Nuzleaf. So when you kept saying you're doing a Nuzlocke run for quite a few weeks, I thought that meant you were doing a run and you're only using Nuzleafs the entire run. I've since learned. I'm sure that someone has done that already. No, the um, real super rich story there is years and years and years ago, a guy did a webcomic where he was like, hey, I have this idea for a Pokemon hard mode. That's what he originally called it, where you have to catch the first Pokemon in any route you enter. And you have to release it if it dies in battle. Uh, and in the comic, there was a character that was a combination of the character Locke from Lost and the Pokemon Nuzleaf. And everyone was like, oh, man, there's this really great Nuzlocke challenge that this guy talks about in this comic that has Nuzlocke in it. Let's call it that. And lo and behold, history is made. And Locke that's... from Lost, huh? <laughs> John Locke. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. That's the sound of a crinkly frisbee. <laughs> Definitely did not pick up on Mike. I'm sorry, no? Chad. It, oh, it got, I'll make sure that it makes it into the final cut. 